0: Hi everyone, happy 2024. I'm so excited. Um, First of all, I love December. It is my all-time favorite month out of the year. So I did live streams every Monday, except for Christmas, I did Tuesday, um, because I was just so excited for it to be December and I had a lot of things to say. So (laughs) that happened. If you're here, say hello. Um, Let me know how you're doing uh how your year is going so far i know it's just a couple minutes but i feel like today like kind of helps set the tone for the rest of the year um who's here karen i hope you're in oh no there's rain (laughs) all right so if you are new here um i'm lisa and i do a plan with me every month um but the january one is our big one so just so you know i blocked this out for two hours i have like 112 slides so i have a lot of things to say this recording will be up until midnight today and then after that it will only be available to planner pixies members so i am going to just go ahead and get started because i'm sure there's a ton of great things that you want to do to start out your new year i'm so excited i finally have learned how to use ecamm live so it like works automatically so It is, it says 2024, so 2023 is over. Clearly, I'm already like, this is my first typo of the year. Um, So 2024 is a new chance uh, to get it better. And I always say TV shows return, but TV shows do not return because of the writer's strike, uh, which actually was a great thing because I am a TV addict. Like, I just love TV. It's my favorite thing. Not reality shows, like scripted TV. And so because of that, there was just a long hiatus where there really wasn't anything available. Um, I know Reacher just came out, so uh, there's there's one show. Um, so I have been, one, I did spend a lot of time just watching reruns, kind of like during COVID, and then finally I got in gear and I actually started doing stuff. So it's helped to let me learn how to live without TV, uh, and I'm actually much more productive. I know, big surprise. So, um, and... It is hot chocolate weather, which is my favorite drink ever. Um, and well, I do like vanilla lattes. Vanilla lattes, hot chocolate, it's a, throw- a toss up between the two. Um, and colder weather is my favorite. And there's a few overcast days. Although it's San Diego, it's pretty much like sunny every day here. I know, not that I should complain, but I love like cloudy, overcast days. And if I could, I would totally just move to London. <laughs> so there's that. All right, so this is like two parts. So last year I did two parts, but today I'm just going to condense it all into one. We're going to get everything done today. We're going to go through speedy goals. So if you're not sure what speedy goals are, we talk about like kind of what went wrong with 2023. Um, we also talk about what went right, because I'm sure there there are things that, that were positive. Um, and then uh, we talk about the Lisa method. Yes. I used my own name. Uh, And then the speedy goals method. So that's my method. There's a ton of different ways to do goals. I've just found that this is the best way for me. And I've done, if you've been here for these January plan with me, and I've been doing these since like 2018, I change it every year. So I've kind of like tried and tested a d- bunch of things out. And so, you know, if you haven't, I would strongly encourage you to try out my method and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, then, you know, you're like me. You just know it's like one more data point of something that didn't work and you could try something different next year. Um, and then we'll talk about habits and structure. And then I will give you a list of actually what to go do because we're talking a lot about a lot of things. Um, Now, if you are like, this is so fun, Lisa, I wanna spend another day with you like last year, you can. So what I did this year is I split things out. So today we're mostly just talking about personal and um, business goals. Tomorrow, Molly and I are getting together, and we are only going to talk about writing goals. So writing is really important to me, despite the fact that I did not do any writing in 2023. Um, so I'm really trying to get in gear for this year. Um, not only are we going to talk all about author vision boards, um, we're going to talk about strategies, because neither of us wrote this year. Now, to be fair, Molly had cancer, so um, I don't even know. She still did a ton of stuff this year. Uh, she's like. Superwoman. Um, and so then, you know, I did not have cancer. I don't even know what my problem is. So, anyways, so we both have like our own issues. So, we're going to talk about that uh, tomorrow and also just kind of work through some things that we're planning. I think everyone knows we're doing the Cozy Mystery Writer Retreat here in San Diego in April. We're both really excited about that. We've been talking about that for, I want to say, a couple years now. Like, Molly and I have been online friends since, um, I don't know like four years now maybe five uh and i never ever met her in person until like recently like in august so um anyways she uh she and i are gonna go through all of our writerly goals how to get organized a publishing schedule all of those great things so that's tomorrow that is on the lisa latte channel which i think i renamed it to the lisa seifert channel but if you're on my mailing list um, I will leave a link for, I'll send you a link to that tomorrow morning too if you're like, I can't wait to do more stuff. So there are actually two workbooks for today and don't don't hate me if you're in Planner Pixies. I didn't get to upload it. I will do it right as soon as we're done today. I don't even know like today just came so fast. So um, new workbooks so though that's available now. When I say now it will be available, I promise in the next couple hours. Um, and then um, and I've been sick with the flu. like I don't even know. I don't know if anyone got the flu this year. So this time last year I had COVID and then um, this year I had the flu. And so I was like, I felt great for two days. And then I woke up the next day and I felt sick. Like I just got the flu all over again. And then I feel great for two. So anyway, so this has been going on and off for like ever. Um, I've now had like, fingers crossed, two days. Today's day three of feeling good. Like I woke up this morning. I still feel great um so hopefully it just sticks this time and i don't go back to being sick everyone i've talked to has had the flu for like a month um so anyways this is the 2024 annual reset workbook i will get that out to you today um and then this speedy goals workout workbook is available right now so it's free so if you are on my mailing list you got it this morning. So I literally, when I say this morning, I mean like 15 minutes ago, I emailed it to everybody so you can print that out. If you are not on my mailing list, make sure to join. I will send out the replay link later today, as well as this workbook again, in case you missed it from this morning. All right, so um, this is January, kind of what we have planned. Um, I always like, this is like really cute. It's Punk Post makes this. They are like a hand lettering card writing service. I actually use them. They they make adorable cards. But what we're going to do this month is I'm going to do another Monday motivation because I just love Mondays in January, and I'm finally, hopefully, not sick, and so um, it just helps you to get the momentum going, and just having that weekly check-in because it is a long time from like doing a check-in on the first of the month to the next month, unless it's February, which is a shorter month. Except for this year, this year is a leap year, Um, so which means there's an extra day. I don't know. For some reason, every time I hear leap year, I think there's like less of a day because you know, like you leap but it's, you have an extra day. It should be called like an extra step year, not a leap year. But anyways, so today is our plan with me. Um, Here are some other fun little holidays that they have. I guess tomorrow's introvert day. I don't know how introverts celebrate, except by like, I don't know, canceling plans and staying inside. Um, But next Monday, we're going to do a motivation Monday. So just check in with our goals. Make sure that they're the right ones, because there's a lot of pressure too sometimes like, you might be surprised, like me, like oh my god, today is the first. Uh, what am I gonna do for the whole year? <laughs> like it's a lot of pressure to come up with one amazing thing or theme or goal or word, and so. We'll check in next week and we'll do a little bit of a different check-in where we'll just revisit those goals and that wish list and make sure that's the right one. And if you still haven't figured it out, there's a lot of resources inside of Planner Pixie, So I won't go through them today, but next Monday, if you still are confused, um, we'll go through all the things on you know making a decision, uh, on starting the right thing, and all the other resources that I have for determining what you should work on for this year. Um, st- next Saturday, the 13th, uh, is Sticker Day. Who knew? I didn't even know there was like a National Sticker Day until I saw this. So in celebration of National Sticker Day, Sticker Camp is a course that I always meant to sell standalone. We'll see, if I have time, I might sell it next Friday standalone. If not, if you were in Planner Pixies, we will do a refresh. So I wanna refresh it. I wanna add a lot of tools in there for how to use AI to make stickers, especially because I can't draw. So we're gonna talk a lot about that. Uh, And also we're gonna talk about drawing because I'm trying to learn, I'm attempting to learn how to draw uh, on the iPad and I've been testing out Adobe Fresco and I've been testing out uh, Adobe Procreate. So we're gonna go through the pros and cons of both of those, how to export your files out, how to import them into another program to get them printed or how to find a printer to go do that. So that is gonna be Friday. Now, if you are just subscribed to this channel I'll be going live. I'll, I'll live stream the whole workshop. Um, but after that, it'll just come down unless you join Planner Pixies. So that's going to happen next Friday. It's just a special one off because it's sticker day, that Saturday. Uh, and then the following Monday, um, we're going to do a straight Monday uh, mid-month check-in. Now, it might flip-flop. So the next Monday, so I po- polled everyone and I asked if you wanted a tutorial or if you wanted a check-in. Most people wanted a check-in. A small percentage said that they wanted a tutorial, so hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm saying TBD, I should have the Canva 101 workshop done by that day. So maybe we'll do the Canva 101 workshop. It's really dependent on, um, and I should say, I, the workshop is kind of done, it's like 90% done, I just haven't done the workbook that goes with it. So I'm really excited, I'm so proud of the workbook that I did for InDesign 101, it is like a masterpiece. Like there is i can't even believe it's free first of all if you're not if you haven't signed up you definitely should but i know that canva is more important to people than probably adobe indesign so i just want to make sure that workbook workbook is the same quality and the same caliber and has all the same great information as the indesign 101 it's just different information so it's uh, it's just a little different setting that up so that's really what's taking me the most time Um, After that, uh, we have Monday motivation. So just the last Monday of the month, which is really just three days until we get to February 1st where we'll do another plan with me. So that's basically everything that's happening in Planner Pixies. And yes, I will live stream all those Mondays and then those will come down and then only be available per Planner Pixies. So, all right, agenda for today. So we're doing a ton of stuff, like I said, I would say two hours. You know me, I'm chatty. I just keep talking and talking. Um, I just want to share with you as much information as I think could be valuable to you. I know not everything I say is going to resonate, but something might, and it might have nothing to do with what we're talking about in general, like business. It could be something personal. Uh, so, you know, just want to make sure everyone knows what's going on. Um, and then I also have a special offer for Planner Pixie. So I am going to go through that as well um start 2024 with a clean slate we're gonna pick all of our ones we're gonna pick our one word our one habit one goal one declutter so we're gonna get all that done today um and then we're gonna talk about how to structure your 2024 calendar uh especially because and i see this happen a lot um people have kids vacations which i'm from the 80s and so when we had first of all we didn't even have spring break there was no such thing nowadays kids get like i noticed they get fall break and they get spring break that was something like you only got once you got to college and i noticed people are doing these like super vacations where they're going to europe with their like nine-year-old and (laughs) they're going to like i have a really good friend in chicago and they went to jordan for uh and uh the pyramids in egypt for their spring break and their kids are Fourteen and ten. So um, I don't know. The bar is like being raised so high. Like spring break, I think I I didn't even go on spring break in college until like my senior year because I had enough credit cards that I could charge it. And even then, I just went to L.A. to hang out with some friends from high school. So, um, but anyways. My point is, uh, one, I am a little jealous that this is like the new normal for children now because I didn't have that. But uh, but more importantly, like I think if you're a parent, I think you just need to be a little more, bit more realistic about like your timelines and your deadlines and like what you have going on um, because being a parent is like way more of all now than it ever was back in the 80s. Um, we'll talk about setting up success schedules, uh, systems and schedules, accountability partners, um, and then that's pretty much it. I know, <laughs> that's, it seems like a lot. And these are in a little bit of different order because as I was making the slides uh, this weekend, I was like, no, I really want to talk about this. And no, I really want to talk about that. So if you have a question, Go ahead and throw it in the comments. I will check those in a minute. So if you would like to join Planner Pixies for today only, there's two links below. One is just to join for the regular annual. And the second link is if you want to join for lifetime, I opened up a lifetime access, which means you never have to pay again. Um, There's no annual payments. There's no quarterly payments. You just pay once and you're done and you have access forever. So I opened that up today. So that is down below. It's only today until midnight. Um, And it is, yeah, there's no code necessary. It's just a special link. That link will go away after today. Um, So what else is inside of there? So a big huge change that I made last, was it last year or the year before? Yeah, it it was last year in 2022, was I added Canva. And I was so against adding Canva, I was so like, I love Adobe InDesign, and Adobe's asked me to speak at their conference, and Adobe has asked me to be on their channel, right? So I felt like this special sort of loyalty to them. And the thing is, they don't care, right, if I offer Canva templates or Affinity. It doesn't even matter to them. Uh, So I added Canva. I just think it, it is easier, and, you know, I just resisted it for so long because I do find Canva difficult to use because I'm so used to using Adobe. And, you know, with Canva though, it is much more intuitive. Um, there are things in there that I think Canva can't do, but when I look them up, it can do it. I it just usually have to do a roundabout way. There are also things it does better. Uh, so, for example, removing the backgrounds. For whatever reason, in Photoshop, you can remove the backgrounds with one click. However, it doesn't really do it right. So like, let's say my hair is over here and I have, um, I don't know, like this white space, it won't be able to figure it out. Whereas Canva, I notice, will figure it out. Like even when I'm like here, it knows to cut out the holes, you know, between my arms and my body and, for whatever reason, Adobe is not as good. So there are things that it can do that I'm learning to appreciate as I'm going through and creating that Canva 101 course. So, um, anyways, that is in there. We do monthly planning. We sometimes do weekly planning, like December and this month. Uh, we also did Coachmas last month. You get access to me on Boxer. You get secret videos because I can't stop making videos. Uh, so there's a ton of different things inside of there. Let me keep going through here. Dated planners. All of the 2024 planners are already updated. Those were updated in April. Same thing this year. I'll update all the planners to 2025 by April. So those will be all ready to go for you. Um, oops. There we go. Uh, pop-up shop planners. All of those pop-up shop planners are uh, like, I don't even know, how much are they? I think they're like 147 167 each. each. Uh, and no, I think they're 296 I don't even know how much they are they're a lot and you just get them free inside i mean if you just wanted like literally two pop-up shop planners or three you could get all of them instead by just joining the membership so it doesn't i mean it's crazy to me that anyone would even keep buying these one off you can mix and match pages so i finally this year i have an editable source file it's in canva so don't worry that you have to use uh, something else. You can edit this, the text, you can move things around, you can change colors, and this is available inside Canva, so you can copy and paste whatever covers that you want. Because before I used to say you can move mix and match pages, which you can, but you have to open both files in Adobe InDesign, and then move it from one file to the other. So now it's, in theory, a little easier for you. Um, So hopefully that's much more appealing. Uh, And then also, sticker course, sticker camp. Like I said, we're gonna do a refresh next Friday. Uh, So there's this workshop was really meant to be a standalone workshop I sold, and I never did. Instead, it's just only available to Planner Pixies. I also made original art stickers. So there's two sticker sheets in there. You don't have to worry, they're not like, I had someone draw them for me, um, so I commissioned those sticker sheets. And then there's, we're gonna talk about design, we're gonna talk about print vendors, and there's also a nice handy-dandy workbook to go with that as well. Um, What else is in there? Uh, Monthly goal site, so every month you're gonna get a new workbook. Um, Every month we'll do a plan with me, you'll get the replay, you'll get all the slide decks, like today you'll get all 110 slides. Um, Monthly book, so we did get rid of book club. I'll talk about that in a minute, but you're gonna get all, like there's 2022, 2023, and I did some book reviews from 2021. All of those are in there. Um, And I even even though I said I'm not doing book club, there's like a list of 2024 books that I suggested for this year uh, that we're going through as well. So lots of different things, challenges. We did a ton of five-day challenges. All of those are in there and waiting for you inside the membership. Um, Voxer, the 15th of the month. It's really the only way, because I don't do one-on-one clients anymore, so it's the only way to just ask me questions is to go on Voxer every month. Um, Secret videos on vlogs, uh, lots of personal things, and then if you're like, don't really care about your personal life, Lisa, there's also tech tutorials. So something kind of useful on things that aren't necessarily planner related, but just related to running an online business. Um, And then extra book reviews, because I'm a book dork, so (laughs) there's a bunch of those too. Um, And then every Monday Eve, also known as Sunday, I send out a newsletter to everyone. So I'm really bad about emailing my mailing list. Um, It's a miracle if you even get an email sometimes on any given month, but for sure, Planner Pixies get they get an email every single Monday and it comes with this nice little quote which you know it's probably nothing like ingenious or super original but sometimes it's just nice to get a quote into your inbox. I know people buy those calendars those like one a day calendars that have a different quote in them cuz cuz they need just like a little infusion of inspiration or you know hope um so we have a private members forum it's on heartbeat uh so we are not on facebook so you don't have to worry about that i noticed people were worried about their profiles and you know notifications and so we are on heartbeat it's a private group member forum um and so that's a great place to connect as well and it has an app so it has an app on your phone uh and it's also web-based as well so I really hope you join us. We have a lot of cool things planned for this year um, and next year and the years going forward. So, uh, oh, and if you join, so if you do lifetime or you do annual, so there's a quarterly membership and that's obviously just for three months, one quarter. Um, But if you do annual or you do lifetime, you're considered a VIP. So for VIP to help you feel better about your decision, um, I actually have a lot of lists. I have vendor lists. So I have the calligraphy, uh, supply list. We have wedding invitations. We have card deck printers. We have subscription box wholesalers in case you're like thinking of offering that as a service. And we have notebook printers. So tons of different, everybody I trust is in there. Um, so people like right now I'm refreshing that list. So sometimes people I know. Surprise, surprise, they go out of business. Um, And other times we just get reports from people that are using them that maybe had a bad experience, so we definitely delete those people off the list too. Uh, So we're doing all of that right now. Um, You get access to all five vendor lists uh, and the HoneyBook mini course. So I used to do one-on-ones for calligraphy, wedding invitations, and uh, envelopes. So for that specifically, um, I used HoneyBook. I really found it useful. I know people like Dubsado, but Dubsado just never worked for me, and I had so many tech issues, whereas HoneyBook worked every time, and it's prettier. It's just easier to use. So um, that's what I would recommend. So anyways, if you're wanting to start and learn how to start get started on HoneyBook, there's a whole mini course inside of there as well. Same thing with Thrivecart. So everything that I had, I think everyone remembers, I used to be on Thinkific. Then I moved to Podia, and then I also was on before Thinkific. I had my own web-based course cats uh, where I use MemberPress, which actually worked well, um, but I just didn't like. It was very limiting, so I just moved off of that. And so now I'm on th- everything's on ThriveCart. You pay once. That's what I really liked about ThriveCart is like, and that's why I'm offering lifetime. I think it's just nice to not have to budget for things, right? So you pay once for ThriveCart. And you get everything, you get the Thrivecart checkout, it does all of those fun, fancy funnel things that you see, upsells, downsells, I actually don't really use that a lot. Um, and then you can also host all of your courses in there and then you never ever have to pay to host them again. So if you wanna learn how to do that, I have a whole like module on, or many modules on just how to do checkouts. So checkout pages, how to do order bumps, how to fulfill orders, all that stuff. And then I also have a whole course on how to set up Thrivecart Learn if you wanna host your courses in there. Or like I do, you can also host host, uh, digital downloads. And then I have a whole cor- whole uh, section on templates. If you're just like, I'm not sure what to how to make it pretty or how to set it up. So we have checkout templates. You get this also. I just posted this. It's a Canva link where you can edit this uh, template as well. This digital planner mockup. Um, As well as how to sell stickers um, and planners. So, all of that is available to you inside of Planner Pixies. There's another way to get this too. So, if you use my Thrivecart link to purchase Thrivecart, you get this as well as a bonus if you were like, I just only am only interested in Thrivecart stuff. And for today only, if you enroll in anything quarterly, lifetime or annual, um, I will give you my separate workshop, which is case studies, and where I've gone through 20 different competitor planner brands and done a SWOT analysis. So if you're not familiar with SWOT, that stands for strengths, weaknesses opportunities and threats uh and i've gone through that for everyone like Erin condren bloom daily planners like what do they do well what don't they do well what are opportunities for you to compete with them um so that you have 20 of those available to you inside of this workshop so you'll get that for free if you sign up today by midnight so having said that so in december there are a lot of live streams that are up that are really only exclusive to planner pixie so all of those are coming down today at midnight too. today is like the magic day so uh we did an end of year cleanup we did a digital declutter uh those come down today at midnight as well as all the december live streams that i did for the month um so if you want to join and you're worried like you didn't get a chance to watch those, you'll have access to those forever inside of Planner Pixies. All right, so let's talk about book club. Um, so I asked everyone back in 2022, so like over a year ago, do you want to keep book club or for 2023 would you like to do something different? Everyone said we'd like to do something different. But because I'm stubborn, I was like, oh, are you sure? I don't think they really meant that. I really like book club, so I'm just gonna keep book club. And so I kept book club, even though nobody, everyone voted it off the island. Um, And so anyways, we are finally going to get rid of book club. I, it's kind of one of those things where I see other groups do this too. They like get so excited about books and reading them together and nobody really shows up and people get busy and like your month comes and goes and you're like, I didn't have time to read that book. I didn't even have time to talk about it because I didn't read it till I have time To discuss things that I thought about. Like, even if I maybe read it really quickly or skimmed through it, I didn't have enough time to synthesize any thoughts about it to talk with people, right? So, anyways, I really think book club is more of a local, like, social activity where people eat and drink and just kind of don't talk about book club. They just talk about their lives and, like, hang out with friends. So, Because of that, um, we're going to get rid of book club. I did still put up a list because like through the year, like I catalog all the books that I'm thinking about reading. So these are, this is like my TBR list for the year. So I'm going to share that still with everybody every year. And this is very condensed. Like I don't know if anyone remembers back in 2021, I think, or 2022, I was like, I'm going to read 300 books for the year. I'm not sure why i thought this was a good goal but i i mean i made it i did i read 300 books i i know what it was i wanted context for my cozy mysteries like what's out there who's written because i heard a quote from stephen king and he was like you need to be well read which let's face it i don't even know if that guy reads books right that guy is so busy (laughs) writing or probably living his fabulous life he isn't really reading a lot of books but anyway so i was like you know he's right i should be more well read and yeah, sure, it gave me some help and some perspective, but at the end of the day, I think I still could have been a great writer without having read those. So anyways, um, I have very much cut down on my reading uh, from what it used to be in the past. So let's go ahead and recap the year. So it's a good time to take stock of like just overall for me, I don't know how your year was, but I it wasn't the worst year. Um, I wouldn't say like last year was the worst, 2022 was pretty bad, but it wasn't the best year either. Like nothing good nor bad. It was a very neutral year, um, for me at least. Let me know in the comments how your year was. Let me just stop and see if anyone had comments. (laughs) Who's here? Uh, Karen's here, Shelly's here, Vertel's here, um, Donna, Donna, hi Donna. Um, oh, Karen, I'm planning to buy a pedometer or a fitness watch. It's a great idea uh hi Andy you love planning awesome uh and oh Karen you want to write I didn't know you want to write okay um at least it doesn't read my random comments Andy uh how do we join the mailing list great question I don't know uh people are just on the mailing list because they are Andy why don't you just send me a note to Lisa at prettyfabulousdesigns.com and I'll make sure to send you the workbook from today um Karen the lifetime planner pixies membership is a great value oh thanks uh keto goddess uh i need to do lifetime <laughs> you should do lifetime let me know if you want to do that i'll always send you a link uh kelly i love all this info find these items you can totally find these items where can i find the tech tutorials kelly all of the tech tutorials are in secret videos so there is a section inside of ThriveCart called secret videos And there is a, I believe, I don't know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there's a section inside of Heartbeat called Secret Videos, Um, but for sure it's in Thrivecart. Uh, So yes, all right, great, let's keep going. All right, so recap, I like to do little bubbles with numbers So this is kind of like my wrap up for the year. Um, Not as much stuff as I wanted to do. Uh, So basically, when I looked at the highlights this year versus last year, it was really a slow year for business, right? Like last year, the big thing was putting everything into Canva. Um, And then this year, for the first time ever, I'm just gonna admit it, we lost members. I couldn't believe it. Um, And so that's why I offered lifetime. I was like, don't go away, just stay here with me. Um, So hoping for a better 2024. uh, And I asked people like, why did you leave? Like, um, and most people just said that they wanted to do something different or they just weren't interested in planners anymore. I don't know, I guess no one would probably say, I can't stand you, (laughs) I left because of that. I don't know, if it was something actionable that I could do, that's I guess what I was looking for, was like, is it something like I could have done or improved? Um, And I really didn't get that. Uh, So I did do more paid YouTube videos this year, probably more than I've ever done before. Um, and then I don't even remember what my 2023 goal is. is how? Like I, I do remember. I'll show it to you later. But like when I did the slide, I was like, "How did I do on my goal?" I don't even remember what it was. So I was focused a lot this year on just personal development, on reducing my anxiety and panic attacks, mostly because I was living alone and it's very like isolating, right? And so a lot of times, like what happens too is. I want to do work. And so, for whatever reason, the drugs didn't work. I tried every drug. Like, every time I tell people I have like anxiety, like panic attacks and anxiety, they're like, oh, maybe you should try this and this. And I'm like, been there, done that. Like, nothing worked. And I've tried tons of drugs, like, and just legal drugs, not like illegal. Um, And so, anyways, so I'm stuck doing it the old fashioned way, which is breathing exercises, meditation yoga, trying to relax and be calm, and being relaxing and being calm is something I've never done just because I feel like, honestly, it's a waste of time. And so because of that, I am having to slow down, and I just wasn't doing as much. Um, So did it help? I mean, slightly. I am like way better this year than I was last year, but even like yesterday, I tried to go to, uh, I mean, I did go to the gym, and I couldn't stay afterwards to take a shower because I had a panic attack. Like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna die. (laughs) And so I had to leave and just go home. And home is only uh, like not even a mile, I think it's like 1.1 mile from the gym. Um, So my radius of like travel is still very small. So, all that to say, I was mostly focused on me last year versus doing business stuff. What else? Uh, I don't know if anyone else has this either. And I talked to my therapist about this. I'm also nervous sometimes when I get to red lights. Uh, It's like I'm worried. It's almost like I have claustrophobia. I'm worried about being trapped. And it's this very new, new phenomenon. Um, So working through that as well. I did have one small victory. I went from the 150s To the 140s for my weight and so if you look back like at the height of covid and i hate to give like exact numbers because like my weight varies up and down every single day um pound here two pounds four pounds so i was in the 160s during covid and it was really hard to get into the 150s and then i kind of like stalled out um and i you'll see those videos uh there's a secret video called best and worst diet books right and so I tried, I'm going to say like 23 different diets. And I tried, I paid for one of those macro people to tell me to eat, you know, 160 grams of protein every day. And I paid for um, Weight Watchers. I paid for all of these things, right? Nothing worked. In fact, when I did intermittent fasting, I gained weight. So, I was really struggling and then I joined the No BS program, which is Corinne Crabtree. And she, I just really liked the fact that she did not have a diet. It was more about just addressing my biggest issue, which is like emotional eating. And not like depressed, mostly like I eat when I'm happy. I eat to relax. I eat to fill up the time. I eat when I'm bored. I eat to like, I, I like TV shows, right? And I'm always watching TV and TV is always better when I have something to eat while I'm watching TV. And so working through all of that has been still like a struggle and really hard. So anyways, I did go, and I hate to say a because it varies, but I did go into a new like set of numbers, the 40s. So hoping next year I can move it, or this year I can move into the 130s. And that, that to me honestly is the best method because I've done it before, especially in my 20s and 30s where it's easier, where you like just, starve yourself or do some crazy like starvation thing and then all of a sudden you're 20 pounds lighter for whatever event or some fun party you want to go to and then it just like starts to creep back on so everything i've lost i've ended up finding again so this is the first time ever where i kind of feel a little bit more stable and i think that's because i finally gave up with like i have to lose it right away um and there was a moment of panic that i had to i shouldn't say panic because that's totally different but of worry where i was like after i was dumped last year i was like oh my gosh i need to like because after you get dumped you're like i need to like lose 40 pounds right away so i just feel instantly better about myself <laughs> um and so i restrain, i refrained from doing that because i've always done that and i instead just tried to eat healthier so th- anyways we can talk more about that if you want um, but i also became a runner this year like i feel silly saying i'm a runner because I'm so slow, but I I run six days a week. I do 20 miles every week. And so I like to say I'm a runner now. Even though I'm an indoor runner, I'm not an outdoorsy runner. And that's mostly because of the anxiety. Where I'll be out running and like die or something. Um, so for me, being in an air conditioned, controlled atmosphere is still like very like pleasant and copacetic for me. Um, things that I've that have worked, uh, like I said, I actually found so Brightside is an anxiety like I tried a bunch of dis- different solutions and I also tried this one breathing apparatus and stuff. But Brightside is the only thing that um, I thought was really going to help because they only do anxiety, but it didn't. They focus more on depression, and I'm not depressed, right? So I hired a one-on-one anxiety therapist, Lisa Cortez. Um, and that actually really helped, uh, having, so for me, one-on-one help was much more useful than group activities or courses. Um, same thing with the weight loss. I tried the Janine Roth only because Oprah recommended it. And I was like, well, you know, if Oprah recommends it, which I don't know if anyone's seen in the news recently, Oprah openly admitted that she's been using the shot that, uh, some of that gluten made shot, whatever, Ozempic that everyone's using. And you know, Anyways, Janine Roth didn't help. It just like made me more neurotic about my like eating issues. Um, and so, what did help though was I hired a one on one coach through No BS. So, for whatever reason, I and I think it might also be because I'm an only child. I'm not used to group things. I'm used to like all the attention focused on me. So, for me, one on one like therapy and uh, weight loss counseling was much more useful than the whole like group program thing. So, I would like to say I am 1% better than last year. And there was a really good quote, I can't remember who said it, about being 1% um, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm not worried about trying to make big leaps and bounds or trying to be fancy or show off to everyone some big stats um, because I feel like I'm moving in the right direction and I'm progressing like in the path that I want to go on. Um, What else happened last year? I decreased my debt by 5,000. It's not a lot in the overall scheme of things, um, but it is still in the double digits, uh, but I decreased my revenue too by 30,000. I did have a client that made up for that like 35,000 and that difference went right to the debt. Uh, So it's almost like I was kind of even (laughs) for the year. Um, So I do want to say if you are like trying to budget I used to love mint, and I always said mint's the best. Even in our no spend challenge, I always say say use mint. They actually got rid of mint, Intuit did, and they replaced it with this really terrible program called Credit Karma. It's awful. Um, instead, you should try using Empower. Empower is a 401k product, as far as I knew, but they apparently have a personal budgeting sort of app too. It's not as pretty as Mint, so it's really sad. I don't even know why they discontinued it, but Empower is really great, so I would try to do that if I were you. But I think what everyone should remember too is, I I think this is really important, is just start where you're at, right? And don't worry about like the years past because I know a big part of what's held me back from progressing from my anxiety is telling every therapist or anybody about it that I don't have, like I used to never have anxiety. And that doesn't help me, and that doesn't get me anywhere. Um, And I don't even know why I keep saying it, right? So it's kind of like that pet peeve of people who are like, when they're trying to lose weight, they're always like, I used to be so thin in high school, right, (laughs) like way back in the day, like 40 years ago. Um, And so they're like so in denial of where they're at right now They can't make any progress because they just keep thinking to themselves, oh, I only weighed 105 pounds in high school. Let me, I just need to get back to that. I just need to hurry up and do that instead of just acknowledging that maybe you weigh 160 or 150 or 200 or whatever it is, and then just starting from right there. So I think if you can, when you assess your year, I think part of it too is just saying, okay, this is my new normal. This is my new baseline and I'm gonna make progress from there. Because if I looked at like my weight loss and I looked at my high school weight, right? I would feel like a total failure. But because I just started where I was at at the beginning of the year at the 150s and now I'm in the 140s, I feel like I've made some improvement. Um, And same thing with the anxiety. If I looked at my life before where I could just jet all over the place, I would feel like a failure. But because my radius of travel has slightly increased and my frequency has gone from like once a month to like once a week or something twice a week, then I do feel like more of a success and I feel like I'm making progress. Um, So stop comparing yourself. Like they always say don't compare yourself to others. I would say stop comparing yourself to perfect you from or ideal you from 10 years ago or 20 years ago because I'm sure if it's happening to me, it's happening to you where you're just stalling your own growth and kind of demotivating yourself by just reminiscing about the good old days, instead of just saying, you know what, this is where I'm at right now, and I'm gonna try to move forward from there. So I don't know if anyone remembers this, it's Jane Fonda. (laughs) Yes, I'm from the 80s, we all wore these awful hideous outfits, and we thought we looked fabulous in them. what else did I learn? Also, what things did you learn about yourself? So, for me, I learned that I struggle having multiple clients. So, all those clients that you talked about, all that extra revenue, um I was miserable. And so, and I'm not good at setting boundaries. I'm like good at being like I'm going to be there for you 100%, do whatever you need. And so, my personality is such that I'm just not built for that. And I know there's tons of like workshops and you know, skills, they teach you how to be better with one-on-one clients, and I don't wanna do that, I'm not interested in that, and I don't care. Um, So that's definitely, more, more client work is not for me uh and then also i'm really excited to have a local writing friend again so i didn't talk to a lot of her a long time i didn't and i'm excited to have like the writing retreat i'm excited to have um molly come back into town and make new friends so i'm really excited about like having more of a writerly life uh and i'm excited about collaborating on creative ideas with other people um and i do like a repeating week i do a hundred percent so this is something I learned too, because, you know, when I moved here, I literally started dating Ben before I even moved here. And so everything I did was like, you know, when you're a couple, you're always trying to think about what the other person likes or what would make them happy or what would be something they would enjoy. And so without having to accommodate anybody else, but me, I learned that I like doing the same thing every day. I don't like trying. So Ben definitely had like and nothing wrong with him, but doing different things and going different places and partying and drinking. And so I don't like that. And so for this year, I found that I really liked being boring. And even though I should say being boring, like what he would consider boring, I enjoy it, and it makes me very happy. And so um, that was also something I probably never would have learned if I had just jumped into another relationship and then tried to accommodate another new person and their personality and their quirks. So uh, so this was a good year for me for learning that. So you should ask the same thing, like, what did you learn about yourself this year? Um, you could also ask yourself, like, if you didn't hit your goals, could you have done something different? Um, it could be lack of interest right like maybe you said you were interested in something but you really weren't or it wasn't as uh, exciting as you thought it would be once you got into it uh and that's okay and then also like priorities i see so many parents now and i took the bus to school i'm like one of those old people, is like when i not back in my day but everybody i know chauffeurs their children 24 7. they drive them to school They drive them home to school. They drive them to their extracurricular activities. They drive them to their friend's house. They drive them to these extra lessons. They drive them to uh, tutoring. (laughs) So, you know, I I think there's a friend I had that had to drive her kid to her kids, uh, I don't know, like track meet and it was two hours away. And then she had to drive them two hours back. Like that's a lot of time in your day. And so I think too, if you are a parent, I think you just need to be a little bit more realistic like If driving is something that you do, driving is something you do. I know, I think it was Sharice, I was like, oh my God, you're driving so much. She's like, you know what, it's great for me because I can listen to audiobooks. So if there's a way for you to be more efficient in the car, like maybe you catch up with people on the phone that you haven't talked to in a while, or you hold a lot of voice meetings, or maybe you have a podcast that you can record while you're driving. I don't know how safe that is. But, um, or listening to, again, audiobooks or lessons or something that's auditory, you know, maybe it is helpful and you can just maximize your time to be as productive as possible Um, and also just you know sometimes I forgot (laughs) like I couldn't remember what my goal is and sometimes it's you just didn't remember because you didn't write it down or didn't send a note to yourself um, or review it or something else Um, if you want to add more white space to your life which they have done tons of studies I talk about this all the time it always always helps for your mental well being, uh, for you to be excited about the day, for you to be excited about your workspace. Um, I am not buying into the, you know, a cluttered desk is the sign of a, you know, a genius mind or someone who's really busy. Uh, I, I think the reason people go on like retreats or check into a hotel to get some quiet. Is because they want a nice clean space that isn't already cluttered with all their stuff. No one's like, Can I please Airbnb your cluttered place? Please don't clean it for me. Please leave all your dirty socks and like (laughs) your garbage and your leftover takeout containers laying all around for me because I love that. Nobody does that. Um, So if you can't, just throw things away. Like I did a, um, a video the other day, it was on Instagram stories, but I cleaned out like all of my shelves on my shelving. But I left the shelf, cause sometimes like when I come in, I wanna put my groceries there, or I wanna put some mail there for like a minute. And without filling up those shelves again, it like brings me a sense of calm. I can't describe it, like just seeing clear open spaces is like very relaxing. Um, And so if you can do that, I would do that too. Also same thing with uh, just talking about, uh, there was a friend that I had that I talked about this year inside of Planner Pixies too, uh, in the Monday Eve newsletters. Who I tried reconnecting with, I hadn't talked to her in a while, and um, and I just I just stopped. And the reason is she just was like vomiting all of this like angst, like just compl- nonstop complaining, right? And so sometimes again you do need to complain and vent and i get that and that's okay uh and that's also why they say like you know not doing that is almost like toxic positivity but sometimes you know maybe you just need to hire a therapist (laughs) to do that um because i was hearing the same complaint from this person for and i only tried being friends with her for like a month and i heard the same complaint i'm gonna say at least twice a day every day i know she would like call me or text me just to complain about it again another time and she would cry about it and it reminded me of somebody else that was very toxic and it just it's like it was just too much for me like i didn't want to hear it um and so again i think when you have that indignation and i've had that before it always leads to just despair for you and nobody else. So, if you have a situation like that where you feel like you've been treated unfairly, and that does happen, and you've complained about it once, but you're still upset about it, definitely get a therapist because I think like there's other things in there that you are just holding yourself back uh, in life. So. Also, you need to forgive yourself. So like this year, did I get a lot of things done? I didn't. (laughs) Um, And I'm gonna forgive myself because I was working on other things. Um, Same thing with the weight that I didn't lose. Maybe I really secretly wanted to lose 40 pounds. I I don't know, I mean, I didn't. But you know, if you did and you didn't, or maybe you gained weight this year, because that happened to me in years past, you just need to forgive yourself and move on. Same thing, I didn't write a single word this year, like nothing, and so I think you need to forgive yourself for the books that you didn't write. And just, again, it's all about like starting where you are. And you can't start where you are if you're still mad at yourself or angry about the things that you didn't do last year. So again, just let it all go. So you can really start this year with a clean slate. and also, if you can, we have a paperless challenge. I really think it's great to go paperless. Now, I went back and forth last year. I like, went paperless, and then I like bought paper again to write on, and then I went paperless. But I'm still like team paperless. I struggle with it, but it's like definitely the way I wanna go. And I just like my room better that it's paperless. So it is time for you to pick a word of the year. Um, now, last year, I changed my word of the year every single month, <laughs> and that was mostly because it was my first year on my own, and I really wasn't sure what I was like wanting to do. And every month I like had something new pulling me in a different direction. Um, and you can definitely do that. In fact, you could have a new word of the day if you wanted. Um, but in years past, these are words that I've used. And then here's a whole list of words for you to choose from if you are struggling with like. What's a good word for me to have for the year? So for this year, I really wanted discipline. So last year I had willpower, and because I had willpower, I just went a little too crazy, and I had COVID, and then I gave myself long COVID because I kept trying to work out even though like I was still sick. So like this year, I did work out this morning because I always do a 75-minute run on uh, January 1st. It's like something that they uh, have as a special class, and I walked it which felt weird because i've never walked a class before you can walk or run it like stride is set up like that but i've just never done it i felt like such like a wimp but um afterwards i felt good like i got a work 75 minute workout in i still moved and i didn't overdo it and tomorrow i can go back again and walk again so i'm more about discipline this year uh but with the grace of saying hey because i'm still getting over the flu i'm not going to kill myself i'm just gonna try to keep going and i'll if i have to take a day off i will take a day off um so that is my word for the year now i picked this word mainly because and i've talked about this a lot before i love the clifton strengths and i never really did until i did one-on-one coaching with my friend becca she runs write better faster academy and all the coaches there are only ch- training you on Clifton strengths and writing, and so I actually have very high. Um, they they have all the strengths like grouped into different categories like executing, influencing, relationship building. I'm really high in executing. Uh, so for me, number eight, discipline was just a strength that I wanted to lean into. Um, so that's one that I'm leaning into for this year. So I made myself some pretty word art. Um, Again, I use Kittle, I actually really like Kittle. Uh, It's like, it has like pre-made designs, I just kind of recycle those. Um, But I'm just saying, it's like doing what needs to be done even when you don't feel like doing it. And that's because I really think that everything I've seen from people who get things done, they'll say, uh, like they'll ask them like, what inspires you or what motivates you? And they're like, I'm not always motivated or inspired and I don't feel like doing it half the time, but I just do it anyway. And I thought, well, I don't do that. I mean, I did when I had a job because <laughs> I didn't want to be fired. But now that I work for myself, I'm like, oh, isn't part of working for myself just doing what I want? Um, and so for this year, I'm going to just do stuff, whether or not I feel like doing it, because in theory, it will get me to where I want to be or get me to closer to finishing off some deliverable that I promised. So um, also, my TV time, sometimes I'm like, I and mean, I don't think there's anybody... Um, there's very few people who are like watching TV, and they're like, ah, I don't feel like watching this. I'd rather do some work that I don't feel like doing. <laughs> so, for me, I think that will be helpful for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna shut it down. Also, what's helpful too? It's a great time. If you're like me, and you really like TV. There's really nothing to watch. So, you know, even with the writer strike and the actor strike ending, they're like scrambling to get anything done. Um, I don't think. And then plus, if you just wait until this summer there'll be tons of shows to watch. So for me, psychologically, I know some people like hibernate during the winter. I love the winter. I love being outside. I love doing stuff only because, well, winter in Southern California is very mild. It's like in the 60s and mostly the 70s versus like winter, uh, summer is like in the 80s and 90s and I find that absolute misery. And so I hibernate in the summer and just stay in the air conditioning. And so for me, I will just wait catch up on all my shows in the summer and not have to worry about the heat cause I'll be staying inside where it is nice and cool. Um, the next thing you wanna do too is give yourself some mantras. So every time I say when you have like, like strengthen and fortify the word that you picked for the year um, and just have some mantras. Like I work out every day, no matter what. <laughs> I do work every day. I don't wait for inspiration to get Creative. I adhere to my schedule. I work on my to-do list every day. I honor my time commitments. I start the day on time at 8 a.m. or earlier every day, right? So things that will help strengthen, and this sometimes people call these your identity, right? Like I am someone who gets stuff done. I am someone who doesn't wait for inspiration to get started on a project. Um, I think that's my biggest thing. Is especially with writing this year, I was like, well, I don't really feel inspired. I don't feel especially creative, so I probably can't write anything. That's not true at all. <laughs> that's not how writers work, um, it's especially the most creative one. So discipline to me just means showing up even on my bad days. And so that's why I really just really like this word. Also, find quotes that you like, too. Quotes that help support whatever that word of the year is. So again, pick a word, make some pretty word art with it, and then put together some mantras and some quotes. All right, moving on. If you have your word of the year, share it with us and let me know what it is or what you were thinking. You can always change it too. Like, it doesn't have to stay there for, like me. I change mine every single month. Um, let's see, Crunchy Catholics. 2023 seems like a pivot point for me in a good way. Good. Um, Karen just checked and Heartbeat also has tech tutorials in the secret videos folder. Oh, thank you, Karen. Um, Anya, I'm taking six months off from servicing one-on-one clients. Yeah, it is. It's very draining doing one-on-one client work. Hi, Carol. Uh, starry, starting night. Uh, what is a nice way to choose a word of the year month focusing on leaning into one of your strengths? I mean, I definitely, you know, if you haven't taken Clifton CliftonStrengths, I 100% recommend it. Uh, the other thing, too, that I would recommend is going through your Myers-Briggs if you've taken that. There's uh, tons of other personality tests. There are, what else? The Enneagram is another personality test. Uh, You could just Google personality test. You could take a career test too. And those will usually indicate to you based on the questions they ask, like I am very methodical, or I am very spontaneous, or you know, Try to already lean into, I think, with your word on something that you already have so you can strengthen something inside of you instead of trying to like fix something that's like wrong with you, I guess. Um, So anyways, next thing is the time tracker. I love this app. So I started using it in February of last year. So I have some actual like data from year to year now. Um, So when I compared this year to last year, my overall work time increased, which I was surprised, because I felt like every month it was going down. Um, And this is possibly mainly due to the day job, but like overall percentage, this is my average, I spent about 46% of my day on my day job, and then 26% on Planner Pixies. So this is about, I went from working a 3.52 hour, like basically a four hour day to a five hour day which doesn't sound like a lot, but I work seven days a week. So this doesn't like, take into account weekdays versus weekends. So for me, because I don't have children, I don't have to like spend the weekend with my kids um, because they're home from school. I can just even my time out during the week. I do have a cat. He doesn't really seem to care what day of the week it is. <laughs> he wants the same amount of attention or food every day uh when i looked at too and this is why i really like a tracker it is uh it's 2.99 a month to use but it's so worth it and this is for just for me it has nothing to do with like billing your hours back to a client like it's not meant for that it's just like for you to see like where your time went um and so for me i saw that january was like one of my most productive months. I worked 168 hours and so was December. And so the interesting part about that, when you like try to like reassess like who you are and what is one, I do love winter. So that's one. Uh, two, I love to like that's my favorite month of the year. And I think just naturally I'm just happier and I'm more excited to do stuff. And then January, I mean, who isn't excited to like do things in January because it's a new month of a new year. Uh, But more importantly, I was actually sick both months. So I had COVID in January and then I had the flu this past month in December. And so I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why did I get more work done even though I was sick, like I was resting? But exercise takes up a lot of my time. So I work, I looked at it, I do 17 hours a week of working out between the traveling, the prep, the showering, all of that stuff takes up a lot of time. Because so I do six hours of running, I do three hours at least of walking. Um, I lift weights at least one hour. Sometimes I fit yoga in, right? And then all of the prep time and travel and looking for parking. So without that, I was able to get some more work done. Um, Is that something I'm willing to compromise in the future? No, I still would rather work out than do more work, but I think that's possible, possibly why those numbers were a little higher too. Uh, So for December, uh, mostly we kept talking, so you kind of knew everything I did, but I posted five videos for December. One of them was a secret video for Static Nails, and I did do a couple videos for clients that I don't know if you'll ever see, but um, that was it. And mostly I can't even tell you how much I love this like Laptop desk. I'll put a link in because the original one that I bought didn't, it was like way bigger, but it did not tilt down. And I'm five foot four, like barely five foot four. And the height on the desk was like just a little too high for my shoulders. It like kind of hurt. But this one, because it tilts down, it was like at the right angle. So, anyway, so even though I was sick, I did most of the work from my day bed, just hanging out on the couch with the cat. Um, and I think that made a huge difference. So, that was very fun. Um, I started a new YouTube channel. I don't even know if anyone noticed, um, uh, but basically every single thing related to card decks is gone from the Pretty Fabulous channel and it is now over on a new channel called Card Deck Academy. So I had this like pretty logo done and made for me, I'm going to say like a year and a half ago, um, and I just never did anything with it. So the channel's called Card Deck Academy, even though that was supposed to be just the name of the course, but... I'm just going to call everything Card Deck Academy. Uh, so everything that is all the card box unbo- card deck unboxings, like the new ones, like I did the Buffy Tarot card, the Supernatural Tarot card. I did cocktail cards. I did. So all of that is over on the other channel. And so because I add, I don't know if you've noticed, but every time you come into um, Heartbeat and Planner Pixies, there's an introduction, like where are you from, um, you know, Are you here for planners? Are you here for card decks? And the majority, like 80% of you, are not here for card decks, which makes sense because it's not called card deck pixies, it's called planner pixies. Uh, So I just think it would be better for everyone to just split it off into another section. Now, having said that, because you do get all of the card deck templates for free inside of Planner Pixies, those are gonna go away. Those are gonna go into a separate card deck area. Um, So the ones that you already have access to, you can keep. I'm not gonna remove them, Um, but all of the new ones will go over into Card Deck Academy. So. Will I make a membership of that? I don't know, there's really not a lot of material there to make a membership. Like I only made a membership out of Planner Pixies after like two and a half years of content. So I don't think we'll have a membership over there. Um, and I don't even know if I'll continue to make decks. I'm really not sure what I'm doing there. Once I figure it out, I will let you know. But um, right now, I, the only thing I did is I just split the channels out. Um, I did a lot of live streams last month. Went live a lot, even though I was sick. I just kept showing up. Um, and even over on the other channel, uh, I did a live stream on McGuffins, and Molly did a live stream on paranormal covers. Um, and we launched the writers retreat last month too, which was very exciting because we were gonna wait until we had a sales page, but I never built the sales page. And I told her too. I was like, you know what? I have this. I'm. I just don't have time. So let's just launch it anyway. So we just launched it anyway. And I was surprised, we have actually sold four slots already. So four out of 10 slots are gone. Early bird pricing is still up because I kept thinking I would get the sales page up, but I think we're just gonna, same thing, we're just gonna go ahead and close early bird pricing, even without a sales page, um, probably next week. So that is happening as well. Uh, We also launched a free Facebook group. So I am like anti-Facebook group and Molly really wanted to start one. So she has a Facebook group for her cozy mystery design clients or potential ones. And it works really well. And so, you know that old adage where they say, go where where your audience is. And writers like free stuff. They just don't like to pay. And so they are all on the free Cozy Club Hub. So we decided to just start a free group. Um, You know, we asked people like, would you join another group? Would you go on Patreon? And everyone said no. So like Courtney and I, when we had the Facebook group, we had hundreds of people in our Cozy Escape book club. And when we went over to Patreon, in fact, I wanna say we almost had like, I think seven or 800. And then when we went to Patreon, we dropped down to like, 20 and then we built it up maybe to like 100 people but it never got back up to 700 again um and i don't know why that is i think it's just so easy to like join a facebook group and it seems so non-committal because you know there's like a million of them um so anyways that is everything that happened in 2023 i think we should all just acknowledge and accept that it's over (laughs) and um again Even if you just survived, that was okay. Let's just move forward into 2024. So, having said that, let's talk about your doable dozen and your wish list. So, I talked a lot about already about what went wrong, but these are just some buckets of areas that you could think about too. Like for time, um, I wasted time on like trying a lot of different diets out, whereas just having a one-on-one coach for me was quicker. Um, Energy, mental health issues. Again, once I worked one-on-one with an anxiety specialist, it was like fixed well not fixed but it was definitely moving into a more positive direction Um, are you working on some superficial things that maybe really aren't important to you Um, I thought I wanted to do client website design but I'm actually not interested in any client websites or any websites but my own so that's not useful Um, and then capacity again do you not have capacity because you are a 24-7 kitty chauffeur to your children which is fine even though it sounds like I'm making fun of it. But if you are, just be realistic. Like I spend, it's just like me. If you looked at my productivity, I spend just as much time as parents do with driving their kids around. I drive myself around to working out. Um, And that takes up a lot of my time. So I was able to get more things done when I didn't work out. I don't think that's an option for you if you have kids. You're not going to be able to get rid of your kids. So um, you're just going to have to say, I either, one, can't get as much done because I don't have as much free time, or I need to think of things that I can do while I'm driving them, or while I'm sitting around waiting while they practice, or if I'm sitting while they're playing a game, or, um, and I don't even know what the rules are if you're supposed to be watching, I don't know. Sometimes if they're in a track meet, maybe you're not watching the whole time because they're not doing stuff. So. You could possibly get stuff done or invest in a laptop or something else so you can get things done remotely. Um, creativity, again, what drained you? Doing client work drained me a lot. Being on call 24 seven was very stressful um, and it actually made my anxiety worse. Uh, finances. So, this was just a really tough year for me adjusting to like paying for everything on my own. Um, and I was kind of almost in denial. Like, I was like, this isn't fair. And so I would still just keep spending like I was in a relationship and had someone else helping with bills, which I don't. Uh, So I'm going back to daily budgeting and uh, going back to cutting back on stuff. Like I love, as you know, I complain all the time about how much I hate cooking and how I can't stand it. And so getting food delivered is just so much easier and it tastes better. And I've had to cut back on that because... It's just really expensive. So I'm learning to say, I mean, I still hate cooking, but I'm learning to say it's not so bad or I'm getting things that are like halfway prepared at the grocery store that aren't as expensive as getting like a whole meal delivered. Because when I order a meal from like, let's say Cheesecake Factory, I will get an appetizer. I will get a main meal and I will usually get a slice of cheesecake plus the delivery fee, uh, plus the tip for the driver. So that's like $60. Versus... If I just get a few staple items, I will pay the same amount, $60, but that meal would probably last me like two or three days because I can spread it out or freeze some of it. So I am learning to adjust to my new normal. Um, branding, I so I feel like it was very confusing to people to have Cardex and Planner Pixies, so I have split them into two. So those are things that I think went wrong that I'm guessing I could be wrong, like, wrong on that, too, that I am switching up for the year. Um, oh, here, the question about what to find. Those are the strengths. Um, yeah, check your content consumption history, right? Like, if you are wondering like what you're really interested in, if you look at the shows that you watch or your Amazon browsing history, the things that you were thinking about buying, um, the list that you are subscribed to, like, there's probably a reason that you were subscribed to certain lists and not to others because you were really interested in a product that they had. Um, What books did you read? Go through your Goodreads history. Um, So all of those things will tell you what you like. I would make a love and hate list. Like I love mysteries. I love planners. I love card decks. um, I love teaching. But I hate homemaking. (laughs) I hate shopping. I hate cleaning. I think decorating is the dumbest thing in the world, right? So like... All of those things like be very polar about like what you can't stand and what you do love. And I think that'll help give you an indication on like what words you should pick and what goals you should focus on. Um, And then I always say with the jealousy thing, like, I struggle with they're like, oh, quit being jealous of people. I mean, it's okay to admire other people. I don't know how else you would know like what you want to do, especially like I'm from the 80s. Like we didn't have all these resources you have now, like with YouTube and Instagram and like, first of all, the Internet didn't even exist. The most information you could get was the lame encyclopedia, like books that your mom bought at the grocery store. And that's if your mom could afford them. Otherwise, you'd go to the library and you look up an encyclopedia from like, 1895, cause that's all they had at your local library. So um, so yeah, I looked at other people cause there was nothing else to do back in the eighties. So you, what I would do instead is make what's called an advisory board. And I said this last year. So this year for my advisory board to align with my goals and what I'm interested in, I looked at my history and I look all the time, like all of our covers for our workbooks are always fashion illustrations from Chris Russo. And, like, just that style, I just like it. I think it's pretty. I think it's very aesthetically pleasing. um, And I would like to emulate that, right? So, for me this year, too, even though we're going to talk a little bit about AI, I think it's okay to look at AI. I think it's wrong to be obsessed with AI. One, the tools aren't that good. especially for graphic design, it's kind of like roulette. Every time you like ask it to do something, you have to wait, see how it looks. Is it really what you wanted? Is it kind of what you wanted? Are there six fingers instead of five? Like, I don't know. I I just, I feel like it's still too early to say AI is something you're gonna rely on for graphic design. So everyone else is doing AI, craziness, craziness. I'm going to be focused on learning how to draw. <laughs> so, um, especially too, like a lot of those things in AI, I mostly, most of my client work was just people who had AI work that needed to be edited, right? Like they, there was an extra finger, there was an extra arm, someone had hair they didn't like, they were in a different position, they were smiling when they should, right? And so you, if you know how to draw, it will help immensely. Um, I had to outsource a lot of things that people wanted tailored because I just didn't know how to do it. Um, same thing with lettering. I just think beautiful lettering, especially digital lettering, because I used to do calligraphy like on paper a lot, and transferring that over to digital was really difficult for me. So um, there is this one person, what is her name? Oralee Marone, and she has beautiful lettering. And so, again, this is just someone on my advisory board that I just love looking at her stuff and I would like to emulate that in terms of like learning those skills. Bonnie Hari, same thing. I've noticed too like I just feel better when I eat real food. So when I say real food, I basically mean anything without chemicals. So for a while there, I don't know if anyone remembers, before I knew that I had anxiety, I really ha- thought I had cyclic vomiting syndrome and cyclic vomiting syndrome is just uncontrollable random nausea and throwing up and so it's I think it's really hard to differentiate between the two um and so with CBS though I was like they'll say is it something you're eating and so I was looking at every single thing I was eating and I got rid of so many things that had chemicals in them that I noticed would make me sick but I don't know if they really made me sick versus as much as it was anxiety it's hard to tell which was which but I discovered Vani Hari and she has like down to a science, like all the ingredients that you should try to avoid, um, all the things that you should, like companies that are natural. Cause it's so confusing, right? Because like, even if you think you're eating fruits and vegetables, which sound like they're very wholesome, right? You also don't know like what were they putting in the soil that it was planted in and grown in. What kind of water were they using to irrigate the soil? <laughs> and then also what kind of chemicals did they put to kill the, bu- right? Like it's so like mind-boggling. So it's so much easier to have somebody else who like is super into that stuff and then just tells you, here's what you should eat, here's what you shouldn't eat, <laughs> here's what has too many chemicals, here's what where things are leaching through. So for me, that is again, someone on my advisory board. Something interesting too, and I can't remember where I saw this, but, um, They were saying, it was like a study from the National Obesity uh, Board or whatever. It's one of those nonprofits. And they said today for people, it is immensely more difficult given the same level of exercise and the same diet. Like people are still ingesting the same like level of calories, proteins, uh, fiber. It is harder to keep off weight now than it was 30 years ago. And so they don't know if that's because of the hormones, because of food packaging. I mean, I think it's because of plastic and all the chemicals that are being put in there. So I think like anything that you can do to eat things that are less processed, the better you are. Um, So unless you live on a farm and you're able to, like, grow your own vegetables um, and grow your own meat, then you probably want to start paying attention to labels and chemicals that are in there. So uh, so yeah, so that is my thought on how I put together my role models. I have a whole other list of role models for writing. Um, I'll go over that tomorrow, but just for business and things like personal, this is my advisory board. So, and I always say choose more than one because sometimes people will be like, who's your role model? And they'll tell you to pick one, but I don't think one person, two things. One, I don't think one person can embody everything. Uh, Two, I think sometimes you like traits of one person, but maybe they're like a raging alcoholic or I don't know, something else that you don't like. So it's, I'm not here to examine someone's entire life. I'm just here to like, Work on one specific thing like my lettering skills, and then how does that work? Um, so again, you can have more than one person to go with each of your things. And I think honestly, you don't need a business coach, even though I'm like all about one on one stuff. For whatever reason, accountability groups and business coaches have been like a huge, massive, colossal waste of money for me. Um, So I have never had a good experience with those. So not saying they're bad, but just for me, they haven't. So for me, it's just much better to pick a role model and go with that. Um, We went over this already. Uh, Look at your passions versus your hobbies. So this is, you don't have to monetize everything. And sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you think about side hustles, you're like, I must monetize everything I like. And you don't have to. Like, There's a big differentiation between the two. So like, I love baking but I don't wanna open up a bakery. And like, cause then it becomes work and it's no longer enjoyable. Um, Same thing with knitting, crocheting. I didn't wanna, like I said, I was doing knitting to relax and I was buying all these patterns and having to do patterns and learn how to like, uh, follow different directions was stressful. And then it was no longer relaxing to me. So again, I don't want to make things for people, I just want to knit mindlessly while I'm watching a TV show because that for me is one, going to stop me from eating while I watch TV, and two, it's supposed to be relaxing to help with my anxiety. So again, it would be stress inducing if I tried to like learn it or monetize it. Um, And so again, organizing, decluttering, I would never become a professional organizer And again, this kind of goes to, thats kind of warm. It kind of goes to the fact that I don't like working on client websites because I'm really not interested in anything but my own when it comes to, like, websites. And same thing with organizing and decluttering. I'm only interested in my stuff. So, like, whenever I try to advise people that, like, I can see the clutter and the organization and I've watched those shows, uh, hoarders when they like go in and like people are crying and they're all emotionally upset. I don't want to deal with that. Like, but if it was my place and like, let's say I inherited it, I'm totally okay with just like ripping everything out and throwing it away or maybe just demolishing the place, (laughs) not even worrying about that. Um, so again, those are things that I like. Same thing with running, walking. I don't want to start videos on how to be a runner or how to be a walker, like I just find them fun and enjoy. And same thing with nails lately. I don't know if I've been talking about nails a lot. So that video I did, the secret video on the static nails, I really like these glue-on nails. They're like so much easier for me because I find it difficult to, two things, to sit through a long um, session at the mani Peti, like salon. And also I think it's a waste of money. So it's like $45 for a manicure or even 35. Whereas these are like 7 dollars <laughs> so, and it's easier and it takes a couple minutes, so it saves me time, it saves me money, and I like it better than going to a manicurist who might or might not get the look or feel that I want because it varies from person to person. Um, and then you have to pay a tip on top of it. So again, I don't want to make a channel about it or do anything about it. It's just something I like doing and I find relaxing. Uh, but things that I do want to monetize that I'm very passionate about is cozy mysteries. I like watching the shows. I like coming up with new ideas. I want to share them for people to read. Um, So these are things that, again, that is a passion versus a hobby. Um, So, you know, how do you figure this out? One is you just fail. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think a lot of times, too, we have analysis paralysis where we're like, well, I think this would be a good idea. I don't think it is. So for me, writing reverse harems with Alana seemed like a really great idea. And we were like, oh, we're going to get so rich doing this. but. I didn't really like writing all these sex scenes. Like it was work to write sex scenes versus writing murder mysteries. It's like it's work, but it's like enjoyable work. Like versus the reverse harem is like something awful. Like I had to do. Um, and having said that, I'm actually really good at writing sex scenes, but I didn't, I don't enjoy it. Um, same thing with fitness and romance writing. I totally failed at that because Nobody wants to talk about romance writing and working out in the same, like it's a bad mashup, right? Like it's fun mashup for me again, going back to running and walking being part of my hobbies, but for somebody to like try to sign up for a membership that has both is just kind of dumb. So anyways, I failed. And I think, you know, honestly, if you're not fail, if you have not failed at something in the last year I don't believe that you are trying. So if you are afraid of failure, or if you're not even like trying it because you're just not sure, like you're just never gonna know. And you're like wasting time and energy thinking about an idea versus just going out and doing it. Um, You know, there is, I have a friend who runs a business and we run our businesses very differently. And uh, you know, I had an idea on how we could solve it. And I was like, let's just do it and try it out. And this is over a year ago. And he was like, no, Lisa, we need to do a strategy analysis. We need to research who's out there. And like, it's been over a year, and he still hasn't pulled the trigger on doing anything because he's still analyzing it. And <laughs> in this time, the idea I had, we could have done, and it would have failed, and then we wouldn't have some. We would have a data point. We could try something else. So, again this is also how i know like the co-writing isn't for me like doing a co-business with someone also isn't for me just because i like to just do things and fail and other people are all about like oh, i need to do strategy or i need we need to do this and need to do that so again if you're not failing you're not trying <laughs> and failing is okay um because it means you're trying things out uh, another way to figure out what you want is like i always say take a course i did formal education so i have an mba in accounting. And I finished it, because I really thought forensic accounting was the place to be. And it sounded cool, and it sounded hip. And right around then, I think Enron was happening. And so uh, I found it incredibly boring. And I studied for the CPA, and I never even took the exams, because I was like, oh, this is a total snooze fest. Even if I passed the exam, which I definitely could have, I was like, I don't want to do this. And same thing with medical school. I thought I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And not because I really cared about how the brain works or people. I just thought it would sound impressive. But it was incredibly boring. (laughs) And it was a lot of work. So I quit med school as well. and again, I just want to say it's okay to make mistakes. Like, I would still, if I had not gone to med school, I would still be sitting around telling people like, I think I want to be a neurosurgeon. I could totally be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> like, I cannot because it's awful, and I am zero interest in it. And like, when we had to do clinicals, we had to do I remember gynecology clinicals for our first thing, and I was totally grossed out. Like, I don't want to be like in other people's bodies. Like, it just wasn't for me. Um, so. I wouldn't have known that, though, if I hadn't tried. Uh, So I just want to say it's okay to make mistakes. And the more mistakes you make, the more you learn about yourself, and the more you like just live life uh, and try things. You could also try shadowing someone. You could interview people that are already in there. I don't think anyone does that thing like they used to do in the old days where they're like, can I pick your brain? Um, I'm pretty sure everyone who gets that question is annoyed by it and hates it. (laughs) Uh, I could be wrong. Um, But you could just pay someone to interview them, right? You could pay for, and I've done that too. I paid uh, for one-on-one sessions with people that I had no interest in being coached by them, but I just wanted to know more about what they did and how they got into it. you could join a club. You could join a Facebook group. There's a million of them for like every interest. You could start an Etsy shop. You could pose yourself out as an expert on Fiverr or Upwork. See what kind of clients come in. What kind of questions come in. You could do some work. See if you like it. Um, my whole point is to like do stuff and don't worry about it. Like the more mistakes you make, the more excited you should be about like your discovery process. All right, uh, Facebook groups. So last thing, I forgot to mention this on the cleanup. This is the link, mtfb.lnmai.com. I know, I don't even know what that stands for. But if you are like me and you have joined so many Facebook groups, you're like, I'm getting all these notifications for things I have zero interest in, then go to this app. This will like auto-delete for you all of those groups. So I had like 900 groups last year, and it just deleted them all at once for me. All right, so the extra workbook. So we're finally going to go into the extra workbook that you got today as part of your download, the Speedy Goals. Um, and we'll talk about goal setting. So in general, I think there was a year, I can't remember what it was, and I was like, I'm not going to set any goals. I was like so angry at myself because I hadn't met any of my goals. And I was like, well, you know, obviously, I'm not the problem. Goals are the problem. Goals suck and goals are stupid. I was like, I'm not going to set goals. Anyways, I've come back to that i do think you should set goals (laughs) but you should also ask yourself like do you even like setting goals um because maybe you do find themselves defeated i mean i like that they give you direction they help you prioritize um they tell you what's important versus what's not because if it wasn't important you wouldn't have made it a goal um so it forces you uh to be focused it forces you to achieve something um it helps you move forward uh in theory it should make you happy uh and it should provide you hope and it should hope make you feel more organized so those are the reasons i personally love goals you might have the same list um or you might have your own list but i would just write down i know it sounds silly but write down like why you like goal setting before you even write a goal Um, so there's no perfect way. And I I think my biggest pet peeve, especially being in corporate America, and I feel bad for everyone that ever had to listen to me talk about SMART goals, um, which is an acronym that I hope never to hear again, uh, because I think it's a dumb concept, but if it resonates for you, you could do it. But instead what you should do is just what works for you. So that's why I have the Lisa method. And I have speedy goals because that's what works for me. So I'm going to tell you that. You can always go back. There's a ton of people that love talking about SMART goals. Um, But like I used to, so the old way of saying a goal was I'm going to lose 40 pounds by December 31st. But instead, what I'm doing is I'm going to say, I'm going to go this year from the 140s to the 130s. And because for me, having an exact number because the scale changes all the time is just stupid. Um, And also it's like, too much pressure, but for me, just to say, you know what, I'm going to be somewhere I don't know where, but somewhere in the 130s, I feel very good about that. Um, I, you know, and how am I going to do that? So, for me, getting I sign up for a one on one coaching again, um, I have an accountability partner, uh, we plan every 24 hours and just message it to each other, and I'm just going to try to stay active. And so, for me, that's what works, um, is having these habits in place versus like something like paleo or protein shakes, which I think are gross, or something like that. (laughs) Or no sugar, I tried the no sugar method once. So what is the LISA method? So the LISA method is to write all the goals you wanna accomplish in 2024. And I usually call this like the wish list. So we're gonna go through my wish list so you can see that. So I'm gonna go through what all the acronyms mean for LISA and for Speedy, and then we'll go through like my actual examples so you can see. Um, and then identify one thing per month. So I'm very much of the school of thought that, like, at the end of the year, you will have accomplished 12 different things. And if you look back at all the years past, I don't even know if you can say you accomplished one thing for each of those years. But if you just put all of your energy and time into focusing on one goal, then I think you're going to be much more effective at completing that than just trying to say there's a big overarching goal, right? So they've done studies where they've said, you know, having a goal that you have to work on, the longer the time period, the less effective it is. So at least if you have a month, you can get things done. And that's why also we did the week Monday motivations because if you have a goal within a week, you can get even more done because it's a compressed time and you could have four mini goals per month. And they don't, and I know some people are like, oh, they should all relate back to your big goal. They don't have to relate back to your big goal. They could just be like something that's urgent that week or something you need to get done, Um, or something, or maybe your whole month goal really didn't take a month. It only needs to take a week. So maybe you do that in the first week, and then you have a new goal for each other week after that. Um, So I think having one thing per month, one thing per week, is like the way to go versus like i see people put these goal lists together and they have like it's like their grocery shopping list there's like so much stuff on there like even my grocery list i forget to get things when i'm there even with a list so um the next thing is to schedule habits into your day so like with my, you know, going from the 140s to the 130s, I scheduled into my week that I'm gonna have a one-on-one coaching session every week, I scheduled in my workouts that I'm gonna go do, I schedule, I even schedule my walks um, so that I can make sure that I'm already working on it consistently. So I make sure it's in my schedule so I don't have to worry like how am I gonna fit it in. Um, And then active inspiration, so again, like I said, you if you have a word of the month you need mantras you need quotes everything to like help you to get inspired to act towards that goal so that's the lisa method so now let's go over the speedy the s p e so what is coming up with the strategy so how how do you want to tackle this so for me i always say you can have a goal for the month or you can have habits so you know, usually you have both, but if you could only focus on one, pick whichever one is more important to you. Um, And then plan out your entire life for that month. Like, again, if you have not taken it, I have the best week ever challenge that we did this time last year. And you mark down your whole 192 hours for the week, because if you take 24 times seven, it's 192, um, I believe. And so you take that and you just say, I'm going to sleep. Like I said, people just don't realize I'm going to drive little Susie to school. I'm going to pick little Susie up from school. I'm going to drive Susie to her dance lessons. I'm going to wait two hours while Susie dances. I'm going to, then I have to go home and make dinner for like five kids. And then I have to do laundry for five children. (laughs) Like like that takes up a lot of time. So you actually are forced to like write exactly what you're doing. Because sometimes when we think about our day, we're like, oh, I have a whole 24 hours to do so many things. But you really don't because a lot of your time is already predetermined based on, your responsibilities and your status and things that you have going on in life um, so that is planning and then amplify your execution skills so whether that is like again it's possible i guess within your top 10 of your clifton strengths that none of them will be execution <laughs> strengths um, but in theory some of them will so luckily i have a lot um, but Lean into what, again, what you're already good at versus something that you're not. Um, And then the other E is ensure your setups for success. So when I was at uh, the trading company at TD Securities, we had a clean desk policy. And the clean desk policy was really there so that, uh, because they were trading millions of dollars in stocks and they had tons of information, was that nobody had insider information On stocks and the movement of anything like if they were the cleaning crew um, if it was someone visiting the office right because you had all this like junk all over your desk instead you were supposed to have a clean desk policy so every night before you left which I know sounds crazy nobody was allowed to have anything on their desk otherwise you'd be written up by not HR but by compliance there was a huge compliance department so I think if you can just do the same thing, and not because you're worried about insider trading or someone stealing your stuff, but someone like you're stealing your own energy and excitement for the day. If every day you come in to go to work, whether it's your home office or your desk office or a co working space, and it's just filled with like tons of stuff. Um, And then you're gonna feel like, oh, I really need to check into a hotel so I have a new space or I need to find an office or go somewhere else. And you could just do this for yourself by having a clean desk policy every single night. So that's what I do. I have like a box of Kleenex here because I've been sick. (laughs) Um, But other than that, there is nothing else on this desk except my lip balm and water to drink. And every day when I come in, it's like I have a fresh clean slate. Um, The other thing for D is deliverable. So if you can think about what it is that you're trying to finish, whether it's a PDF or it's a website or it's an email newsletter or it is a graphic or a logo, you can start checking those things off. And as you do them, then you can start making progress. Um, And the last one is your reward. So I am more, motivated just intrinsically by checking things off, but a lot of people are externally motivated, whereas they hold off on, say, having their favorite ice cream. They're excited to complete their goal, so if that's you, you might really like having a reward for yourself at the end of the day. So let's go through, this is an old example. Let's go through, and I always do this, so this is the year, like you have the whole year ahead of you to do Anything. Um, and today is the first, and it's a long month. So you got 31 days this month to make whatever you want happen. And even next month's a long month. Usually, February is only 28 days. So um, I always say we're the Doable Dozen Club. That's what I originally called us when we were goal getters. Uh, because I wanted everyone to just get one thing done. And at the end of the year, like you see all those people, and they're like, oh, what did I do this year? And they go by months. So you should be able, at the end of the year, in theory, to have a whole thing, this got accomplished this month. Again, if you had deliverables, that also helps too. February, this got accomplished this month. So let's try to do just one thing. So for me, this time last year, so I was revising these slides, I said fix or design my website. I have not done that. (laughs) So the year came and went and I didn't do that. And I complained so much about um, Squarespace and I bought these tutorials and they didn't work out. And then I bought these courses that were outdated. So anyways, I am done complaining (laughs) and I have switched everything over officially from WordPress over to Squarespace and I'm committed. So, I mean, I lost so much time doing analysis and it wasn't even that I don't believe in doing analysis. Like I think you should definitely research what platform or technology you want to use, but I, I did it three times. So first I did it the first time and I chose Squarespace. Then I did it a second time because I like second guess myself, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be on Squarespace. Maybe I should go back to WordPress. Maybe I should try to show it. And then finally, the third time, which was recently, I was like, well, maybe Squarespace isn't so bad. Maybe I should stick with it. So I waste it instead of actually, again, I'm just like my friend that I complained about who instead of just trying something out and failing, i didn't try instead what i did is i strategized about it i researched it i double researched it then i triple researched it and then finally i'm now committed i'm just going to go through and if it fails and it sucks then it fails and it sucks but at least i'm like moving forward so that is what i'm doing for now (laughs) um again i would take out i really love this is an erin Condren planner i would take out there have a space For a year at a glance and you can always change it later and just write out what you want to do every month and so this is me um some of these i think i've only done one of these actual calendars (laughs) but i had planned and i'm revisiting this to do one planner template every single month and so within that i am saying this is the what i think I want to create every single month and so for a while there i was asking people to vote like so i could move things around just still fine um but I'm gonna move things around, but in theory, that's what I'm gonna do. So, if you're not sure what you should do for your doable dozen, I would say revisit your wish list. So, we talked about this before about having a wish list. So, what is it? Wish list is like different areas of what you wish you could work on, right? When I said, right, every single thing you could think about in 2024. So, for me, for learning, I definitely wanna learn Squarespace. Um, I wanna learn how to use Shopify because I would like to be a setup expert. I want to learn Klaviyo, because I want to be an email setup expert, because I've again, I'm not going to double research. I've done the research. Shopify is the best for e-commerce, and then Klaviyo is the best email marketing service for people using Shopify. Yes, there are alternatives, but I'm not going to do what I did with Squarespace and double-guess my research. I'm just going to stick with those and learn those. Um, Fashion illustration, I would love to learn those. Lettering. I would love to learn that to create logos. Um, What else would I, so what else would I like to create? Again, this is just like my huge list of everything that I'd like to do in 2024. So I call these wish lists because again, I think your wish list should be a huge list and then your doable dozens should be one thing that you choose from there. Um, I would like to make new templates. I would like to make card deck templates. Um, I'd like to do more YouTube tutorials on the iPad on how to use Affinity Publisher, on how to do digital planning, on how to use Deckable. Um, I would like to do more tutorials on Canva, InDesign, Shopify, Clavio, right? So all of these things I have been talking about for years. I haven't done them, but this is what I want. This is like my wish list for 2024. Um, Also, achieving. So what would I like to achieve this year? Just personally, I would like to have a more active life. I would like to do more walks. Right now, I just walk three days a week. I would actually like to walk seven days a week. I would like to do, I do six runs a week. I'd like to do seven runs a week. I right now strength train one day a week. I would like to do seven days a week. I'd like to do abs. I do zero days. Like there's, I've never done abs. I would like to do daily ab workouts. So this again is something I'd like to work on. Is it gonna ha, like if I wrote down that I was gonna do all of these things, plus the website, plus the card designs, plus learn how to draw, like I would get overwhelmed and nothing would happen for January. So again, this is just a list of something you want to have happen in 2024 Don't worry about doing all of it one month. Just pick one thing, right? And I promise if you pick one thing and you're successful at it, the next month when you pick your second thing, you're going to feel even better about it. You won't be like, oh, I wish I had started this last month in addition to doing the other thing last month. You're not going to feel like that. Um, And I'd also like to do more writing. So I would like to have weekends for workouts and writing only. So again, these are things that I am trying to work on for january again my word for the year is still discipline but my january word is grace because i'm still getting over the flu and just like last year i don't want to make myself sick (laughs) with like long covid because i just can't stop myself from working out so i'm just doing leisurely walks and for sure getting all that daily exercise in is not a habit that i'm going to be working on or a goal for this month Because I'm just getting over the flu. And maybe like in another month, I will work on that instead. Another habit, and again, we're getting into habits that I wanna work on is writing, but I wanna be a weekend writing warrior. So, like last time, this time last year, I was like, I'm gonna write every single day. That did not happen. (laughs) So, what I did learn is I am not a daily writer, I'm a daily workout person. I'm even a daily cook, even though I don't like cooking. Um, but I am not a daily writing person. It's just too hard for my brain to shift from one, like doing something admin to doing something compliance, to doing something creative, to doing like some coverage, like it was just too much. So I'm going to try to compartmentalize it, something new I'm trying for just the weekends. And all of the books that I've read, and I think part of it too is like when you hear advice and it doesn't resonate with you or you don't like it, it's okay to ignore it. And so every single book I read on how to write more said you have to write every day. And I thought, oh my God, I'm doing this wrong. I have to write every day. And because I failed each day to write, then I felt like more of a failure. So I am a hundred percent ignoring that advice and saying, you know what, I'm gonna do what works for me and I'm not gonna worry about what a thousand other writers say. I'm gonna do what I wanna do and intuitively I know what I know would work better for my lifestyle and my brain and my personality. So if you can, pick one thing that you want to do. Here are some things that I tried doing before, too. I wanted to work out every day. I wanted to write two hours every day. I wanted to read an hour every day. I wanted to meal plan every day. So this year, I'm going to say I'm going to journal every night. So for me, with the my past issue was, one, I do kind of think journaling is stupid. <laughs> like. That's just something I've always thought. Um, But it has been really helpful. So with my one-on-one diet coach to journal has been helpful for me to like get over a lot of my eating issues. So what I've said now is after 5 p.m. there's no TV and I can still work, but I'm going to try to save that time, especially right before bed because I try to go to bed around 8.30 or 9. I'm going to try to save that for just reflecting on my day and journaling. Um, And so, again, that for me has been an issue because I'm really not sure what to write about, right? Like, why hasn't it happened before? And so what I've done instead is I bought three different journals. So I bought a journal, um, The Atomic Habits, which I shared inside Planner Pixies. I bought the, well, the No Discovery, the No BS program has its own set of journals. And also, I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. So these are all journals that I have just sitting over there by the day bed. And if I'm not sure what to journal about, I've gone ahead and I have guided journals to like get me through that. Um, So these are the three different things that I've got. And that's my strategy for, again, I think if you had a habit that didn't work, you could do one of two things. You could do what I did where I said write every day. I'm not a writer every day. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to write on weekends. You could also say maybe the problem wasn't that it was a bad habit to try, it's just that I wasn't sure how to do it and I needed a little bit more direction or I needed a different place to do it or I needed a different tool or an accountability person. And so for me, just having some guidance on what to journal about is gonna be very helpful. So that's my solution. Um, I think you should have a plan for every day. So here's how I plan my days and I talked about this during the Monday Motivations. Everything I wanna do, again, like overall, big picture, is in my wish list. But actual day-to-day, like what needs to be done, like deliverables, are inside of ClickUp. They don't have dates in them. ClickUp is more like a list of things to pick from. And then on Google Calendar, I have my, like I said, my set schedule of things that I have to do, like maybe I have a meeting I have to go to, maybe I have, um, I really don't have that much stuff, but like maybe I have a workouts I need to go do or a live stream, those are definitely in there. But for my actual day and what I'm gonna work on that day, I use Llama Life. And Llama Life, I think today, or no, I think the lifetime is gone, but it's still totally worth it. It like has a little cue for me and it tells, and I can put in there exactly what I'm gonna do. I can estimate that each task will take an hour, something's gonna take 30 minutes, and it will tell me stacking those up one, by after the other, hey, you're gonna be done at six o'clock today. And so I know that at six o'clock, I wanna start journaling and reflecting. So then I know I'm not gonna have time to finish this or it's too little and I can add another task or it's too much. And so as the day goes on, it will move the time that you're gonna be finished based on like how much time you've taken to do something. So I never have to worry about like things in my calendar. So sama. I talked about this before. I actually really like Sun Sama, but it puts things in your calendar with a strict start and end date and it doesn't really, it's not fluid to move it. So then I kept just feeling like I was failing cause it like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm like three tasks behind. Right. Um, so I find Llama life to be much more like conducive and productive to my day. Uh, I already talked about the best week ever. This is the one where you map out your 192 hours for the week. Um, And I think we're almost done. So if you want to get today's slides, they will be available to you in Planner Pixies, as well as the January workbook. Um, ClickUp training, if you don't know how to use ClickUp, there is an entire training on how to use ClickUp. There's an entire slide deck that goes with it. And there's a printable guide for ClickUp. It says coming soon, this is an old one. It's there, it's already waiting for you if you're not sure how to use ClickUp. It's inside Planner Pixies. So when we do our actual planning for January, and I can't believe I took up the whole two hours. I thought it would be done sooner, but um, like I said, these are the results uh, from the Monday motivation. Yes, please. 70% of you do want the Monday motivation, so we're going to keep those for January. And then some of you do want tech tutorials. Again, I'll try to sprinkle one in there. Um, and 5% said no which they probably weren't going to show up anyway so (laughs) that's so that's what we're doing uh so here's what january looks like we have the plan with me which is today next monday we're going to do a check-in the week after that is the mid-month check-in and then the tutorial again it could flip-flop those two um and then we have the final check-in on the 29th and then you have all your monday eve emails for sunday nights which are like i said just like my motivational thoughts for the week as well as like a little quote that i have that i made with kittle which i think you should try out kittle too it's really cute um and then this is your just checklist for january on what you want to do and what you want to make sure you get accomplished to make sure you're on track for the month and i will see you back on monday next week we'll do a check-in so we'll do the regular scrum format where we just talk about what we did last week what we're planning for this week, and you know how to get the help that you need. Um, but we'll also talk a little bit too about if you haven't decided what your goal is, uh, so some other tools to like help you with that in your wish list. So, yeah, that's it. Those are the end of the slide. So let me check and see if anyone has any questions inside of here. I don't think I've checked comments for a what minute. Um. But there were not. Um, There's something called benign envy, which is looking to others for positive inspiration, not negative comparison. Oh, thanks, Andy. I've never heard that word. I like that, benign envy. Um, Carrie, I figured it out. Okay. Um, The Atomic Habits workbook guy includes punishments for missed goals. (laughs) That's a very masculine thing. So I'm definitely not punishing myself for missing things. There's also that crazy concept where they say – and again, this was a guy who said, tell everybody your goal. So that way when you don't make it, you'll be embarrassed by it. <laughs> Which again, I think is a guy thing. I'm totally okay with failing at whatever. Um, I would not be embarrassed. It just would happen. <laughs> so, um, but again, if that works for you, if that's like an issue, then maybe it would work. Um, Karen, maybe you could find a cozy cafe for book writing, make it your career. Yeah. In theory, I mean, really, book writing at a cafe has to be done with a friend only because, like, my laptop is $5,000, so then I have to, like, pack everything up just to go to the bathroom, right? I mean, I guess there's, like, a chance that it would still be there if I didn't pack it up, but, yeah. So I do try to go as much as I can with people. Uh, Donna, happy new year, Lisa. Oh, thanks. Um... Donna, breaking down the month and already looking at February has me feeling like 2024 is already done. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, all right, I hope everyone, if you're still here, thanks for staying. Um, and remember, if you would like to get, I will send out an email. If you're not on my mailing list, just drop me an email to Lisa at prettyfabulousdesigns.com. Um, I will send that email out, a reminder, in a couple hours. And I will, for everyone in Planner Pixies, I'll get the slides up and I'll get the workbook up in a couple hours too. All right. I hope everyone's having a great start to their new year. And I will talk to all of you later. Bye.